The Momentary in Benville presents Grammy Award-winning alternative country rock band Wilco, Friday, October 27th, live and in-person, outdoors, on the Momentary Green. This concert is part of the Momentary's Live on the Green concert series. Wilco tickets are on sale now at themomentary.org. This is Ozarks at Large for Thursday, July 13th, 2023. I'm Timothy Dennis. I'm Kyle Kellams. Later this hour, Leo Ribe helps us explore musical boundaries with another edition of Sound Perimeter. First, more than a third of Arkansans rent their homes, and Northwest Arkansas has a documented lack of affordable and available housing. Although there is a fair amount of reporting on Arkansas landlord-tenant laws, not everyone knows the extent of their rights. Ozarks at Large's Anna Pope spoke with a few housing experts to talk about unique Arkansas laws, how they impact tenants and renter rights. Arkansas has a couple of rare rental housing laws on the books. It's the only state to not have a warranty of habitability statute, which is a law setting requirements so rental property is safe and habitable. It also has the nation's sole criminal eviction statute. If people fail to pay rent, they can be evicted, fined, or criminalized. Generally, I represent tenants and eviction proceedings, and then home buyers and foreclosure proceedings. Sometimes that includes going all the way to going to court with them and, and actually having trials. A lot of times it's just trying to reach settlements with the landlords and landlord attorneys to see if we can keep them in, keep them housed as long as possible, basically. And then for foreclosure clients, you know, bankruptcy and any other method that might keep the clients housed. That's Corey Crawford, a staff attorney based in Springdale for Arkansas Legal Aid. He says a couple of years ago, the state legislature adopted more rental property standards. According to an act signed into law in 2021, with the exception of rent-to-own housing, rentals must have running hot and cold water, electricity, drinking water, a functioning roof, heat and air conditioning, and sanitary sewer systems. If housing does not meet these codes, tenants can break the lease and get a refund on their security deposit. Crawford says an important thing to remember is to pay rent on time. In many other states, tenants can withhold rent if landlords fail to make necessary repairs, but not in Arkansas. The moment you pass the due date for rent, you become susceptible to an eviction, and you can get that notice to evict. And my, my, on the landlord side, eviction is not just giving them a sheet of paper and then you can force them out. You've got to go to court. As far as habitability, Kale Anderson, a staff attorney for the housing group at the Center for Arkansas Legal Services, says the organization has seen tenants facing issues like non-functioning sewer systems and leaks resulting in mold. And then the other thing that we've been seeing is in regard to rent and repairs, you know, landlords increasing rent but still not doing repairs. He says when prospective tenants are looking at rental space, they should not only tour the home, but test things along the way to make sure everything works, like flush toilets or turn on a light switch. Anderson and Crawford say most importantly, people must read the lease. First and foremost, to have a written lease in that lease, make sure that it's clear who's responsible for the repairs and see if you can negotiate because contracts are always negotiable 
as long as the parties are willing to negotiate. If there are habitability issues on a person's rental property, Anderson says it is helpful for tenants and landlords to know what is in their local government codes. Sometimes codes might have stricter standards, but he also says code enforcement might not be as helpful for people in rural spaces and is not always a quick fix. Now, the issue with code enforcement is that the tenant themselves cannot enforce that, so they have to call code enforcement to enforce that. And the reality is that a lot of code enforcement departments are just overworked and understaffed. So a lot of the time, they're just not able to do quick investigations or quick examinations of properties to make sure that they're actually up to code. Most local codes can be found on a town's website. To learn more about rights and property laws, the Arkansas Realtors Association has a landlord-tenant handbook available online. There's an outline of landlord-tenant rights on the Arkansas Attorney General's website. Arkansas Legal Aid and the Center for Arkansas Legal Services has information available online and can be contacted for additional questions. For Ozarks at Large and the Bruce and Ann Applegate News Studio One, I'm Anna Pope. You can always take Ozarks at Large with you. Our podcast version of the show is free and it's available through all major podcast outlets and at KUAF.com. And when you go to KUAF.com, you can check out all of our other podcasts we have available there from Resilient Black Women to I Am Northwest Arkansas. Just hit the Listen tab at the top of our page, then click the Local Podcast option. Hey, it's A. Martinez from Morning Edition. And I'm your local host, Daniel Carruth. Summer brings barbecues, vacations, and that might mean a break from your normal routine. But even if your days look and feel different this time of year, NPR and KUAF are still here to keep you in the know. Join me every weekday from 5 to 9 a.m. all summer long. Morning Edition, tomorrow morning from 5 to 9 on 91.3 FM KUAF. And when you ask your smart speaker to play KUAF... Ahead today on our show, the first half home sale numbers in Benton and Washington counties are down about 15 percent compared to the first half of 2022. Better right now than what it has been, even though we're down 15 percent. And so you've got, um, you know, you just have an environment where you have a large percentage of people, something like 88, 90 percent of people that have interest rates that are sub three and or sub four, I would say. And uh, now, you know, I just Saw a pre-approval yesterday for some clients at 7%. National average is 7.38. This week's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report offers a look at 2023's residential home market in Northwest Arkansas. That's in about six minutes on today's edition of Ozarks at Large. To me, a leader is someone who influences others. That can be in any capacity, and I never associate leadership with title. To me, a leader is someone who coaches guides, inspires, listens to, and empowers others to work toward a shared or individual goal. What a leader is to me is a learner. I think a leader should always be in a state of trying to learn more. A leader can be a CEO of a company, a student in an MBA program, or a stay-at-home mom. Anyone can be a leader, but I've decided to focus on Latinas in leadership in Northwest Arkansas for this podcast. Throughout this five-part series, you'll hear personal stories from Latinas impacting and leading their community. As Latinas, we may all come from the same community, but our stories and the way to leadership are vastly different. 
My name is Wendy Echeverria, and this is Inspirando el Futuro, stories about Latina leaders in Northwest Arkansas, coming out on KUAF or where you listen to podcasts. This is Ozarks at Large. Professional soccer appears to be coming to Northwest Arkansas. Yesterday, the United Soccer League announced plans to bring a professional men's and a professional women's soccer team to the region. In a press release, the group said it would be partnering with USL Arkansas to establish the club and a 5,000-plus seat stadium in the Pinnacle Hills Entertainment District in Rogers. Chris Martinovic is co-founder of the club and says the project has been in the works since 2019. Um, so we're really thrilled to showcase you know, our region to the globe. Um, as we talk to community leaders and business leaders, one of the biggest feedbacks we get is that we're, we're, we're recruiting talent, not just nationally anymore, we're recruiting talent globally. And so why not have the global sport here at, in our home backyard as another lever for them to be excited and, and another opportunity for them to be entertained when they come to Northwest Arkansas. He says they hope to begin playing for the USL Championship before the 2026 FIFA World Cup, which will be hosted partially in the U.S., and for the women to start their season in the USL Super League in the fall of 2026. Ground has been broken for a new family medicine clinic in Greenwood. Mercy plans to build a nearly $8 million clinic during the next 18 months. According to a news release, the new clinic, scheduled to open in late 2024, will expand the services available in the community and offer more than 11,000 square feet of space and 22 exam rooms. The city of Bella Vista is changing rules on short-term rentals after a special meeting of the city council yesterday. The council repealed an ordinance passed in December 2022 that regulated short-term rentals then passed a new, less restrictive replacement. The new ordinance includes an emergency clause that allows it to go into effect immediately. The new ordinance mandates owners of short-term rental units obtain a permit from the city. It also caps the total number of permits allowed within the city at 600. It also requires the applicant to provide contact information and proof of the submission of local taxes. The new ordinance also regulates guest occupancy at each rental unit set at a maximum of three guests per bedroom, which aligns with the state's fire code. The National Weather Service is issuing another heat advisory for the region today. It's in effect until 8 o'clock tonight. Highs in the Arkansas River Valley will reach near 97 today, with heat index readings near 113. In northwest Arkansas, highs are expected to peak at around 93, with heat index levels near 109. Tonight, there is a 30% chance of rain with some heavy rainfall possible if thunderstorms develop. Lows overnight are expected to fall between 73 and 77 degrees. Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders is ordering flags to be flown at half-staff tomorrow in honor of the life of Charlie Daniels, who died earlier this month. Daniels served terms as Arkansas's land commissioner, secretary of state, and auditor. A native of Union County in South Arkansas, he also served in, a por- in appointed positions during the prior and Clinton gubernatorial administrations. He was 83. Governor Sanders has ordered the flags to be flown at half-staff from sunrise to sunset tomorrow. The price of one of Arkansas's biggest cash crops is rising. The latest acreage report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture shows soybean acreage declining by about 4.5% nationwide, leading to a rise in prices. Hunter Barham, extension economist with the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture, says fewer growers chose to plant soybeans this past season. So corn had more favorable margins um, with um, higher prices largely, not really so much from lower input prices, but higher crop prices. 
at planting season. So that incentivizes a lot of producers to want to plant more corn. They see more favorable margins, of course. Um, that's what they're going to go for. Now, uh, with soybeans, we saw a bit tighter margins relative to corn. And so because of that, we saw some acres shift out of soybeans and into uh, corn primarily. Baram says while the price hike is welcome news for Arkansas soybean growers, there's still a number of other pressures complicating their business. Right now, our our uh, weekly exports are down uh, year over year, and they're um, in some cases below the five-year average. And so what does that mean if we have lower exports? Well, that's less demand. And if we have less demand, then prices fall as well. So weather and exports in the coming months, those are the things I'll be uh, monitoring and then watching to see what happens with interest rates. The price of soybeans has risen by about 3.5% over estimates in February. Soybean acreage in Arkansas was estimated at just under 3 million, down by about 280,000 acres compared to last year. A researcher at the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences will use a more than half million dollar grant to study radiation resistance in pancreatic cancer, a lethal disease with the highest mortality rate of all cancers. Dr. Adam Wolf, a radiation oncologist at UAMS, will study a mutated gene that is present in 90% of all pancreatic cancer cases and its connection to a DNA repair enzyme, also highly expressed in pancreatic cancer, that prevents radiation from destroying the cancer cells. The $583,000 grant to the Winthrop P. Rockefeller Cancer Institute comes from the American Cancer Society. According to the Centers for Disease Control, pancreatic cancer accounts for only 3% of new cancer diagnoses, but has the highest mortality rate. It's the fourth leading cause of cancer deaths in the U.S. for both men and women. And the Fort Smith School Board is again full. At a special meeting yesterday, the board voted 5-1 to one to appoint Susan Kraft to a board seat left vacant when D. Blackwell resigned June 19th, citing family health challenges. Kraft will have the ability to run for election in the March 5th school elections. Time now for today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. I'm Paul Gatling. On today's show, a discussion with Marcus Necessary about the region's residential real estate market. We'll also have some details of a new pro sports franchise planning a significant investment in Rogers Pinnacle Hills area. And the date and speaker are set for this year's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal 40 Under 40 Luncheon. Those details and more are ahead after the break on today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. Support for the Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report is provided by the Arkansas State Chamber of Commerce and Associated Industries of Arkansas. The Chamber's mission is to promote a pro-business, free enterprise agenda and prevent legislation, regulation, and rules that hinder business. ArkansasStateChamber.com Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield For more than 70 years, Arkansas Blue Cross and Blue Shield has used its knowledge and compassion to create health care solutions for individuals and businesses. More information at ArkansasBlueCross.com. First Security is proud to be only in Arkansas. They offer smart solutions for personal and business banking, plus convenient services and community investment. First Security. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Home sales through the first six months of 2023 in Northwest Arkansas's two largest counties are down by double digits compared with the same period last year. There were 5,721 homes sold through June this year in Benton and Washington counties. And that's down about 15% from the same period last year. 
the combined sales volume is also down, about 9%. Marcus Necessary is Vice President and Executive Broker with Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company in Bentonville. I spoke with him this week for his analysis of the mid-year numbers. Marcus, looking at the first half numbers through June, maybe not a big surprise, I guess, at least not to me, but um, you know, home sales were down about 15%, almost 15% in the two-county area compared with last year. Um, what are the factors there? What What's at play with those numbers? Well, I think that the started last year with um, making investment property purchasing more expensive. And this is uh, the banks uh, overlaid uh, some uh, rate surcharges for just interest rate, higher interest rates for investment properties. And so where everybody was buying, I shouldn't say everybody, but, you know, so many people were buying investment homes, that just came to a halt. Right. Okay. So, and then interest rates just in general start r- r- uh, rising in June of last year. And you can see that in the last half of last year, the sales were uh, were down and then we're really just kind of, it's better right now than what it has been, even though we're down 15%. And so you've got, um, you know, you just have an environment where you have a large percentage of people, something like 88, 90% of people that have interest rates that are sub three and, or sub four, I would say. And uh, now, you know, I just saw a pre-approval yesterday for some clients at 7%. National average is 7.38. And so you've got the, only the people that have to move uh, are moving right now. Right. And you mentioned those rates. I mean, the, those low rates that you mentioned of recent years, does that spoil us into thinking that what you say is, you said 6 and 7% is spoiled us into thinking that's outrageous. I mean, how long ago was it that, that a pretty desirable rate was 6 and 7%? Yeah. I mean, just it's, we have a sh- very short-term memory on that. And, um, but, but what, I mean, we're, we're really seeing, I mean, probably, you know, I'm not a lender, but I'm thinking, Five six years ago uh, is probably when that was normal, and mm-hmm. you know historically that's really low. Um, and there's a, there's a lot of sticker shock uh, that comes to that, and we're seeing more and more. So June of 22 was whenever rates just started popping. June 10th was like bam, one percent increase, mm-hmm. and then we started looking around like what is happening here. And there was a, quite a bit of sticker shock for a long time, and I'm seeing more and more now that people are making voluntary moves. Um, talking about making voluntary moves and just saying like the interest rates are what they are Um, because the factor that doesn't get factored into that is that everybody's houses are worth 40% more than they were three years ago. And so there's a lot more cash in pocket. It's interesting to me. uh, Let's talk about the supply and demand here. Um, You know, we see the the drop in home sales and even the sales volume is down about 9%, but the average home price, keeps climbing, right? That's up almost about 7% in the past year to, I think, $410,000, dollars mm-hmm. And so that goes to that inventory issue, right? Limited supply, higher demand. Northwest Arkansas is always going to be in demand. Are we always going to be lacking in supply? Is that is that moving one way or another? Yeah, so supply is moving up uh, to some extent. Uh, we're looking, I was just looking at it, uh, we've got over 1,700 active listings in Benton, Washington County. Last time we saw that was in the middle of um, 2020. Uh, mm. It was like May of 20. There was about 1,700 properties available. Um, and then that was, if you think back to May of 20, you know, there was, we were just, pandemics just started. We're just try, kind of trying to figure out what's going on. 
And uh, I just remember very vividly that it was you know, March, April, so many questions like, and then May was where it started. Then you can see it. You can see about June, July, where the inventory just like falls off the table, where like mm-hmm. all the houses start getting sold. And so the, the demand just went through the roof. And uh, so, you know, we're back. I mean, we're at two months worth of inventory. So we track this just based on the average number of homes sold a month. Um, and then, you know, just how many months would it take to sell? Uh, every property and we're at two months worth of inventory which we haven't seen since the middle of 2020 and a balanced market is somewhere between like four to six months worth of inventory so right now we're selling something like 840 a month kind of looking at that on the average so i mean to do that you know 840 is quick math you're talking about having 3300 houses for sale 3400 houses for sale like we got to double our inventory you know, to get to the seller side of a balanced market, which means you got to build a lot of single family residences. Yeah, that's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So we could look at building permits, you know, we could look at completions and see, you know, um, you know, kind of how much we have to build to get ourselves out of it. Cause I don't think it necessarily happens organically. And the reality is that we're just, as long as demand stays where it's at, like we're going to be low inventory market for a while. Right. Well, what other trends do you keep an eye on um, as we start the second half of the year here? What other trends do you look at that kind of give you the best insight to to kind of maybe uh, determine or, or make an educated guess about, about where the market is going to move or how it's going to evolve? One of the things I'm seeing that I think we should be cautious of is seeing national reports uh, about the national real estate market, which in my world, we talk about how there's no such thing as a national market. Uh, you look at the numbers nationally. Um, you look at uh, how much more inventory there is um, nationally. You look at sales nationally. You, you see headlines that say median sales prices drop five months in a row, which is not the case for Northwest Arkansas. And if you look historically, I looked at it over the last 10 years, we had several. Even in 2020, we had four months where the median sales price dropped month over month. Like those, you know, we're talking about uh, just numbers that don't predict anything. So I think we got to be careful with some of the headlines. And that is Marcus Necessary with Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company in Bentonville. We'll have more reporting on the mid-year residential real estate numbers in the next issue of the Business Journal. And you can find that next week at nwabusinessjournal.com. In other news this week, a big announcement on Wednesday in Rogers. The United Soccer League and a local group are partnering to bring professional soccer to the area. Plans include establishing men's and women's soccer teams and building a 5,000-seat stadium in the Pinnacle Hills area just north of the Promenade. Now, the stadium is estimated to cost about $15 million, and it's being planned to open in early 2026. Cynthia Coughlin of Bentonville, who is a member of the U.S. Marshals Museum Foundation Board, has committed $500,000 to the recently opened U.S. Marshals Museum in Fort Smith. That money will be used to support static and interactive exhibits in the museum's Modern Marshals Gallery. And we are very excited to announce that Olivia Walton will be the keynote speaker at this year's 40 Under 40 Luncheon, at the Embassy Suites Ballroom in Rogers. Walton is the founder and CEO of Ingeborg Investments, the chairperson of the Crystal Bridges Museum of American Art, 
and co-founder of the Heartland Summit. The Northwest Arkansas Business Journal 40 Under 40 Luncheon will be held Tuesday, August 15th. And for ticket information, you can call us at 479-725-0394, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll get you taken care of and pointed in the right direction. I'm Paul Gatling, and that's today's Northwest Arkansas Business Journal report. Until next time, thanks for listening. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. I'm Timothy Dennis. All right, Timothy, we know that we have listeners that live all over. Right. We've got a big listening range. So I don't want anyone to think I'm being Fayetteville-centric when I say I've got some ideas for you going north, south, east, west. That's all of them, right? North, south, east, west. Yeah, unless you do the intermediate directions. So I'm just saying I'm putting... A pin right here at the studio. Yeah. So going north. Understanding that if you live in Bella Vista, this might not be north or whatever. Well, I mean, okay? technically, if you're in Bentonville, you can go north to Fayetteville if you go all the well, way Well, that's a very globe. good point. All right. So let's start out with West. The 57th annual Porter Peach Festival is underway in Porter, Oklahoma. Mm. I had not heard of this. I haven't either, but I'm down for peaches. Yes, yes. Uh, Most of the activities are taking place on Main Street in Porter. Those activities include music, street games, peach recipe contests, and Saturday morning at 11, the Porter Peach Festival Parade. Now, you and I both grew up in small towns, right? Correct. In fact, we grew up in small towns that are so small that when people ask us where we're from, we pick the next not quite a small town to say. Oh, yeah. You don't tell people you're from Sunset, right? Oh, no. I say Winslow or West Fork or near Fayetteville. And I will say Lakeview. I won't say Lakeview. I'll say Mountain Home. Right. I, the reason I bring that up is because this is so dear to me. <laughs> when you go to the PorterPeachFestivals.com website and it gives directions, it says, if you're coming from the east, do not <laughs> take the Muskogee Turnpike. There is no exit ramp to Porter from the east. I appreciate that so much because we're – I know what it's like to be in a town where right. you say, nah, you can't get there from here. Yeah. Anyway, if you are going to the east, take Highway 69 to Highway 51B headed west to Porter. All right, so Peaches, that's west. Let's go north. Have you ever been to the George Washington Carver National Monument? I have not, but I've been told it is incredible. It really, really is. Uh, Saturday, they're going to have this laboratory demonstration at – the monument. It's a monument, but it's also a park, but yeah. it's called a monument. Um, it's going to ha- tell us how George Washington Carver used some often overlooked plants to change the way we think about agriculture. This is Saturday from 11 to 1. Great trails, uh, great information about his life. It's in Diamond, Missouri, north of us. I suggest if you can go, go. So peaches to peanut butter. There you go. All right. There's a full Saturday at Lake. This is south. Right. A full Saturday at Lake Dardanelle State Park. Two o'clock Saturday afternoon, Transformers, The not about the robots, but uh, it's about tadpoles, frogs, and toads and how they transform. That will be a talk at two o'clock in the visitor center. Then at three, Tree Maze, you can meet a park interpreter in the grassy areas across from the visitor center to race through a life-size tree maze. Hmm. All right, find out more about trees. And then 7 Saturday night, Night Flight, a park interpreter at the amphitheater will tell you about silent hunters that come out when the sun goes down. So peaches, peanut butter predators. Ooh, you've set yourself up. Here we go. Finally, let's go east to Eureka Springs. Again, knowing that some people will right. be. Anyway, in Eureka Springs, Saturday from 4 until 6, there's an art exhibition featuring original oil 
Paintings. There you go. By Jessica Lee Ames Russell. This is taking place at Mud Street Cafe. The bar will be open with complimentary hors d'oeuvres. All originals, along with prints, are available for purchase. That sounds like a perfect plan. This is Ozarks at Large. Let's talk some live music. And to do that, Timothy Dennis, you're going to start us off, I bet, on things happening tonight. Actually not. Uh, we're going to... I had that whole thing <laughs> planned, but go ahead. I mean, there is stuff happening tonight. Don't get me wrong. Okay. We'll have that okay. listed at our website, right. ozarksatlarge.com. But let's start with tomorrow night. Sure. George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville for their late show. They're welcoming the King Cabbage Brass Band. They're fun. They're fun. They're, They're fun. a Tulsa-based, New Orleans-inspired yeah. brass band, and they are just incredible. Tickets are $10 in advance. Go up to $12 the door. Gets underway at about 10 o'clock tomorrow night at George's in Fayetteville. Okay. Also, the good news, though, about a show starting at 10 with those guys, you won't fall asleep. You won't be sleepy. Oh, I don't no. care. Moving on. Kingfish in Fayetteville tomorrow night is welcoming back the rock and roll band Magnolia Brown. Mm -hmm. That show gets underway at 9 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at Kingfish in Fayetteville. Another patio show up in Bentonville tomorrow night. Bike Rack Brewing Company is going to welcome modeling to their patio. That show gets underway at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that is at Bike Rack Brewing Company in Bentonville. Over in Rogers tomorrow night. The amp has Foreigner on stage. So there you go. Yeah. That takes me back to high school. Yeah, I believe that. It is billed as their historic farewell tour, so if you haven't seen Foreigner, you want to get one more... Uh, show in. You bet. This is the time. You bet. Tickets start at twenty nine fifty. That show starts at seven o'clock tomorrow night again at the Amp in Rogers. Over in Siloam Springs tomorrow night, Creekside Tap Room is going to have the folk rock band Maud Crawford in the house. That show starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Again, that's at Creekside Tap Room in Siloam. Over in Eureka Springs tomorrow night, the Gravel Bar is going to have Dance Monkey Dance in the house. Sure. Doug Dyke here yeah. is one-man band. Yeah. I showed up, John, Uh, that show starts at 7 o'clock tomorrow night again. That's at the Gravel Bar in Eureka Springs. Okay, moving ahead to Saturday. 
Mount Sequoia Center in Fayetteville is going to have an album release show for Jude Brothers. Really? Yeah. Having crawled back through these hills, knowing full well that the devil walks in. It's for the album Render Tender Blunder Sunder. Great name. Nice. Joined on that bill by harpist Mariah Bailey from Oklahoma City and Kalen Fay from Tulsa. Where on Mount Sequoia is this? It's at Clap Auditorium. What time? 6.30. Tickets okay. are $15 in advance. They're $20 at the door. All right. And again, that is at 6.30 Saturday evening on Mount Sequoia in Fayetteville. Very good. Also happening Saturday night up in Bentonville, Bike Rack Brewing Company having another patio show featuring the rock and roll sounds of Bootleg Royale. That show gets underway a little bit earlier at 5 o'clock, Saturday evening at Bike Rack Brewing Company in Bentonville. Also Saturday evening in Bentonville, Crystal Bridges, for their first concert series this week, is going to have Gina Chavez on stage. I have to tell you, I had a neighbor who has moved for work to Athens, Greece, mm. and he told me one of the things he's really going to miss is that concert series. Yeah. Drum familiar, Gina is a Latin Grammy-nominated artist. They opened the Latin Grammy premiere show last year. Pure Coco is going to open that show. Oh. Tickets start at $20, starts at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Again, that's at Crystal Bridges in Bentonville. So there's no way I can do both that and Mount Sequoia? No. Okay. And there's also no way you can make another show in Bentonville Saturday night mm-hmm. at the Momentary. They're going to have the Brothers Osborne on the Momentary Green. Yeah, they are. If you're unfamiliar, contemporary country music. Yeah. Tickets start at 49.50, and that show starts at 8 o'clock. Again, that's on the Momentary Green in Bentonville. Jumping ahead, over in Eureka Springs, the Gravel Bar Saturday night is going to have Shiloh Molina in the house, who we just had in the Furman Garner Performance Studio earlier this week. And she is amazing. Gas station declined my card for two bags of ice. I've been too nice for too long. Now I'm paying the price. I've had a good attitude, so I don't mean to be rude. I'll hit you up when I'm in the mood to roll the dice. And we'll hear, she was here with other musicians. Mm -hmm. We hear that on Wednesday next week on the show. Correct, correct. This show at the Gravel Bar Saturday night gets underway at 7 o'clock. Over at Gotta Hold Brewing in Eureka Springs Saturday night, they are going to have the duo Betterton and Edwards in the house. They are an Americana Roots duo from Central Arkansas. That show starts at about 6 o'clock Saturday evening again at Gotta Hold Brewing in Eureka Springs. Then down on Winslow Saturday night, Ozark Folkways is going to have Common Roots in for a concert. I can't let go. for $10 at those shows at Ozark Folkways, and that'll get underway at about 4 o'clock Saturday afternoon, again, at Ozark Folkways in Winslow. 
Then moving ahead to Sunday, George's Majestic Lounge in Fayetteville is going to have Meadowmakers, Brickfields, and the One Ounce Jig on stage. This is a fundraiser for the family of Claire Starr, who tragically passed away recently. That show gets underway at 5 o'clock Sunday, again at George's in Fayetteville. Moving ahead to Wednesday, George's in Fayetteville is going to have American Aquarium back on stage. They usually sell out when they're at George's. Tickets are $22 in advance, $25 at the door. Starts at 8.30 next Wednesday, again at George's in Fayetteville. The next Thursday, a show I've been looking forward to for about a month. Uh It's Songwriters in the Round at Meteor Guitar Gallery. Right. This month, they're featuring Jamie Lou Connolly, Eric Whithans, Meredith Kimbrough, and Daniel Louise. Oh, fun. Yeah, should be a really good show. Seems like most of what we know is still in Tickets are twelve fifty in advance. Go up to fifteen dollars at the door. Starts at six thirty next Thursday again at Meteor Guitar Gallery in Bentonville. And there's one more show to let you know about uh-huh. this Sunday. At this Fable, Sunday. This Sunday. Oh yes, yes, yes. Fable Public Library. Jumpsuit Jamie and the Can't Wait to Playboys are going to be performing for the Mountain Street Stage Series. As we mentioned earlier in this segment, had musicians in the studio earlier this week. Jumpsuit right. Jamie was one of them. Yes. And so he told us a little bit about what to expect at this show this weekend. All right. We're going to hear that. Timothy, thank you. And as you mentioned, there is a list of these shows and others. At OzarksAtLarge.com. So you mentioned the Can't Wait to Play Boys. Have yes, sir. A show coming up this Sunday. That's right. This Sunday at, what is it, the Mountain Street stage, the mm-hmm. big theater seating there at the library. Yeah. It's free. And like my little brother used to say, if it's free, it's for me. Now that's a big room. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big room. Is there going to be room for dancing? There is. There's some room in between the front row and the stage, a pretty generously sized room. And we went to, in fact, we danced there two-step the whole time uh, to uh, Western Swing Rules when they played. It ain't a, a dance powdered slick wouldn't dance for, but it'll do. Yeah. You know, the spirit moves you, sur- surely yeah. we'll have some dancers there. Nice. Yeah. Two to four. Two to four. Yeah. And it's free, right? That's right. Did I mention it was free? <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's from two to four in the afternoon. We'll hope everybody will come on out. Even if they don't dance, there's really nice theater seating, and it's entertaining to see the dancers. Yeah. Now, I know your name is Jumpsuit Jamie. You're not wearing a jumpsuit today, but will you be presumably at these shows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd feel naked without my jumpsuit. <laughs> then what are you doing here today? <laughs> well, when the temperature rises above 70 degrees, okay. the jumpsuits stay in the closet until, until it's showtime. That's fair. That's fair. KUAF works with CARS, Charitable Adult Rides and Services, on car donations to the station. CARS oversees the pickup, auction, and distribution of the donation to KUAF and sends a tax receipt to the donor. All you need to do is call 855-500-7433, or you can call 855-500-RIDE, or you can go to careasy.org to begin the process. 
On this week's On the Media, how thinking machines got us thinking. What if we start to demonstrate over and over again that the AI makes better decisions, safer decisions than human beings? Do we abdicate that responsibility? Do we lose that agency? From chat, GPT, and AI art to neural nets and information war, artificial intelligence in 2023. It's on this week's On the Media from WNYC. On the media, Sunday morning at 11 on 91.3 KUAF. And tomorrow on Ozarks at Large, figuring out the future of teacher pay in Arkansas. Between 50 and 60 percent of teachers have a master's degree or more. And we have all this extra training. We have 60 hours of additional training we have to participate in every single year. Not to mention most teachers at some point pursue additional uh, college courses to become better teachers. Josie Lenora with our partner station KUAR has that report for us on tomorrow's Ozarks at Large at noon and 7 p.m. Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. We open Sound Perimeter today with bassoonist Lee Munoz performing Lapis Lazuli from Colored Stones, a piece by California-based composer Jenny Brandon. Brandon says about her piece, quote, Some cultures and spiritual practices believe stones have powerful qualities such as the ability to heal, protect, and offer spiritual guidance. In this piece, the bassoon explores these beautiful stones' unique qualities. Lapis lazuli was used by kings and queens in paintings and ceremonial robes. This deep blue stone is believed to help foster truthful expression and communication, support the immune system, and bring peace. End quote. I hope these qualities are passed into you while you listen to Lee Muñoz's magical performance.
Basuni's Lee Muñoz's beautiful and expressive performance of Lapis Lazuli from Jenny Brandon's piece Colored Stones, a movement that portrays the beautiful blue color of the stone as well as its healing qualities. The contrabassoon is an instrument rarely heard on its own. The contra, as we call it lovingly, it's one octave lower than the bassoon and considerably larger. Quote, when my dear friend and very accomplished bassoonist Anthony Panther approached me to write a piece for him to showcase his contrabassoon, says L.A.-based composer Dave Volpe, I was inspired immediately. It isn't often we get to hear the contrabassoon on its own. As the lowest instrument in the orchestra, it is usually supporting the strings or brass with its sepulchral depths. Few are aware that this deep leviathan has a lyric side. Not only did I want to exploit its more expressive qualities, I wanted to take it to its extreme. I wanted to dance. And so poured out this tune that I called Oak Demon. It is taunting and playful, yet menacing at the same time. A combination that only a contrabassoon can achieve. End quote.
Demon for Solo Contrabassoon by composer Dave Volpe, performed by Anthony Panther. Today was inevitable. As a bassoonist myself, I always want to share with you bassoon and contrabassoon performances that speak to my heart. And that was what I did today, highlighting the beautiful work of friends and colleagues, Lee Munoz and Anthony Panther, and composers Jenny Brandon and Dave Volpe. Rest assured that my instrument will return to sound perimeter, but sooner or later. This is Leo Uribe, Associate Professor at the University of Arkansas Music Department, expanding our musical boundaries with Sound Perimeter. Sound Perimeter is a segment dedicated to diverse voices in and around music. I hope it will expand your knowledge and connection to inclusive sounds and let music infiltrate your lives and transform your realities. See you soon. is Ozarks at Large. Again, this year, the Fayetteville Public Library is seeking community-created content for an art project that will celebrate Band Books Week. The library is looking for original two-dimensional art that represents a band or challenge book or author. Select library staff and the library's art committee will then select five designs to feature on a pack of trading cards that will be printed and distributed to f for free to library, uh, library patrons during Band Books Week. I got last year's set of cards. It was pretty cool. Deadline for submissions is August 15th. Selected artists will be given $100 as well as have their art displayed on the trading cards inside the li library and on t-shirts that will be available for purchase. If you want to know more, FAYLIB.org. We have to continue to carve out a space for Blacks and African Americans to really feel fully invested in our community here in Northwest Arkansas. Mm. On the latest episode of The Beloved Community, a podcast with the Northwest Arkansas Martin Luther King Jr. Council and KUAF, Hosts and council members Chris Seawood and Lindsay Leverett Higgins discuss the council's efforts to develop strategies aimed at improving black life in Northwest Arkansas through a new electronic census project. What is it that we're missing in Northwest Arkansas that is a vast need, a desire for people in our community? Mm. We want to make sure that we're connecting with the community so that the data really has an opportunity to speak and to tell the story. Listen to The Beloved Community for free at KUAF.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. This is your public radio station for nearly five decades, depending on how you slice it. Well, KUAF's been on the air for five decades. Right. Anyway, this is 91.3 KUAF Fayetteville, Fort Smith, Bentonville, and Panama, Oklahoma. K 
KUAF is a listener-supported service of the School of Journalism and Strategic Media at the University of Arkansas. Our contributors today included Anna Pope, Paul Gatling, and Leo Ribe. Daniel Carruth provided reporting on the new soccer teams proposed for Rogers. Additional assistance today came from the news staff at KUAR. Timothy put together today's show and today's sound perimeter in the Herald and Blanchcock News Studio. Today's program brought to you by the letter P. I'm Kyle <laughs> Kellum. And I'm Timothy Dennis. What's your middle name, Kyle? Ah. Patrick. There you go. All right. Uh, our theme is written and performed by Daryl Sean, a style of the first hurrah. You can find him on his Facebook page or Instagram. I think he's still performing live. You can also find him now on Threads. Oh, well, there you go. And he's per he just the other day did an all Beatles request show. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending part of your Thursday with us. We will be back tomorrow at noon and seven with another brand new edition of Ozarks at Large. KUAF's Lunch Hour Summer Concert Series kicks off July 28th in Tulsa, Oklahoma with a performance from artist Steph Simon and a conversation with owner-operator Mike Gentry. This concert will take place at 1441 North Peoria in Tulsa in the McDonald's Play Place. Reserve your tickets at KUAF.com backslash the lunch hour.